Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon, have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power, their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. All right, this week we have Nadia Anak. Now, Nadia is dynamite. She is just started her brokerage over the last couple of years, and she went from 12 to 35 people in a year, agents in a year. She's got both a 100% of model and a partner model, a, you know, 60-40 team model. So she's got both for us to talk about. And given her growth and an opportunity to really work with someone who's really walked the walk, and started something really special. This is a really great podcast. She's a military spouse, lives in Florida. Great opportunity for us to learn about what it takes to have a team just really grow and be nurtured. We really are welcoming Nadia on the podcast. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here and hopefully I can give somebody some little nugget that they can incorporate. Fabulous. Thanks. Uh, well, let's just get right into it. So give me a little bit of your, what was like to start with background, what, you know, how you got into real estate, just, you know, five little touch of that space so people can hear your, your story a little bit. Sure. So I got into real estate, it's going to be nine or maybe 10 years ago. I think nine, let's just say oh, nine. I just moved to Virginia. Um, I am a military spouse. So I move around a lot. And when we got to, and I've always worked and I've always had different kind of jobs. I'm a, I'm a lawyer actually, um, not practicing, but I'm a lawyer. And so I've had different positions, whether in legal jobs or whatever. And so when we got to Virginia, my husband was like, well, what are you going to do now? And I was like, well, I really don't know. And I just kind of, I was like, I was trying to see if maybe I could not work for a while. Um, but, but I was used to working. And so he's like, well, what about real estate? You know, you could use your legal background. You like people and you're super nosy. So you can go look at people's houses. I was like, oh yeah, that's great. So, um, Wait, I just want to make sure your husband said you were super nosy and that went well. Yes, it did. Okay. I am. Um, it's true. I okay, love, good. Okay, good. I love to know how people live. I love to know why people are the way they are. And so it's like, perfect. I get to great you know, get a glimpse. Yes, that went over well. But um, so anyway, so I ended up getting my license and going to a brokerage that was literally down the street from where I had just moved to. So mm-hmm. for convenience sake. And so I went there, it had lots of great education, but it was a very traditional brokerage as in, mm-hmm. you know, I would be an agent the whole entire time that I was there. I knew I was going to move at some point. And so before I moved, I switched brokerages to a brokerage that was newer that was you know brand new kind of um and they operated on a team as a team like a big team concept and so mm-hmm. since i'd always been a solo agent i was i wanted to know what that was like so i went there really liked it but then of course my husband got orders and we moved to tampa uh when we moved here that same company wasn't in florida so mm-hmm. i just ended up going to a really big brokerage and joining a team thinking it was going to be the same kind of concept right. 
but it wasn't. Um, and so then after a while, I was like, well, this is not working out. And as luck would have it, the brokerage that I had been with in Virginia, they were opening an office in Florida. And mm-hmm. so I joined them as an independent agent and just, you know, worked here in Tampa. I was the only agent here. And after, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say two years, it had been two years, COVID hit, right? COVID hit. <laughs> and it was supposed to be my best year in real estate. 2020 was going to be my year. But what I realized during COVID, even though I did really well during COVID, was that if I wasn't working, I wouldn't have anything. I wouldn't have a closing. So I always, when I was an agent, I always considered myself a business owner. Like Mm -hmm. I set my own rules. I lead generate. I do everything myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm a business owner. But what I realized then during COVID was really that I just had a very flexible job. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I had to multiply myself. So I had to have little Nadia's everywhere. And the only way I was able to do, be able to do that is if I started a team. So nice. I started a team, but with the idea that I was going to open up a brokerage. So I kind of incubated my team in the brokerage that I was at. And then, um, you know, when the paperwork went through and it took the state of Florida many, many months, uh, when it went through, we all switched over to our brokerage. So to your brokerage. To my brokerage, yeah. That's not great. So perfect, fabulous. And so, tell me about that. So that's how many agents you got, and when you started, how many did you have, and how many you have now? And talk to me a little bit. So when I made the decision that I was going to open up the brokerage, start the team, that was December 2020. In January, it was just me. January 2021, it was me. By the time we opened officially, opened the doors. In July of last year, we had, I believe, 12 to 15 agents, and we have 35 agents as of right now. So Fabulous. All right. Well, that's a, about a year later. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, there's the meat right there. There's That's the what we want to hear. First of all, how did you attract 12 people to your opening? Did these people leave? What? So who's the big box? Just You can give names. I just want to. Uh, the big box I had been with before um, yeah. was KW. Yeah. And but I switched over to first class real estate, which is who I had been with. And then uh-huh. I opened up a brokerage under their friend, uh, their umbrella. Oh, got it. Good. So your first class real estate is not your brand. It's not your franchise. It's not my brand. It's my franchise. Yeah, it's right. my brand. So your franchise or for them. Okay, got it. Okay, good. And so you were with, when you moved over, you moved out from KW to first class to open your own franchise. I moved over. I was an independent agent with them. I was with, with them for like a year. I was on Got the it. team and that didn't work out so well. And then, yes, then I went to first class, was an independent agent and I incubated from first class from my broker and who didn't happen to be in my area. Um, and then I opened. Yeah. And then I opened. So then you opened a franchise with first class. All right, great. And so the people, the 12 that you started with, were they on your team when before you opened? And then you just sort of split off and as your own right. franchise. So from January until July of last yeah. year, they were on my team and then they all came with me. And the re- they knew from the beginning that yeah. I was open. So that was the reason they came on. Totally great. And they were people I did not know. I had only been in the Tampa area for two years at that point. So mm-hmm. I didn't really know a lot of agents. One entire year, I worked basically remotely. So there weren't any events or any, you know, any opportunities to really meet a lot of agents. So I met a lot of my agents um, through online, really online, uh, specifically Indeed. 
uh, .com is what I used uh, to put out. That's one of the things that I used to put out job ads. And then I made it my full-time job from January until March to interview agents. So I let my production go those three months because I knew that I my goal was really to multiply. Great. And if I was still taking care of my clients, it's it wasn't going to work. So all of my clients from the very beginning, I gave them to my team members. Uh, and that's how we run it today. Great. Um, so that great. Let's talk about that. So was there a difference in the splits when you were a team leader versus now a broker owner? There were difference, not really in the splits, but the differences now are in the fees that the agents pay. Mm-hmm. So when I start, when I was with the, the brokerage incubating in there, I had to pay fees for every agent that I brought on and, and for every closing. So that was a set amount that was set by that broker. So now as the owner, I set the amount for the transaction fees, the onboarding mm-hmm. fee, the monthly agent tech fee that we have, those kind of things. Great. Okay. Good. All right. well, At the very great. beginning, it yeah. was very generous <laughs> because I didn't know I didn't know the value that I had and what I was going to bring, but now I know what I'm doing and that what I'm doing is working. So, you know, it's so good, Nadia. So, you you know, I interview a lot of, a lot of broker owners, team leaders, and it is really one of those, one of those lines that people that we have to discover for ourselves is what is the value and how do you communicate that value to an agent to get them to move, right? I mean, it's one thing to get a brand new agent out of school, but then to have someone make the leap. So talk to me about what it is that, you know, you went from 12 to 35. What did you learn in that? What were you charging? What do you charge now? What did the agents get? Talk about the splits. Talk about the, let's get into the details. Sure. So we have actually two models that you can come in under. One is the commission split model. And the other one is what we call the, so that one we call the partner model. And the other model is called the entrepreneur. That's the hundred percent. So for the partner model, it is run just like a big team. Uh, It's on a commission split. So every agent has, well, let me break it down. Every agent pays a monthly agent fee. Uh, Right now, it's $100 a month. That -hmm. includes their CRM, their website, their marketing materials, business cards. If you are a partner, you get business cards for life uh, as part of the partner model. When you say CRM, what's the CRM you're using? KV Core. We use KV Core. Yeah. Um, and any other marketing thing that we use, everything is included in the partner model. The partner model also includes professional listing photography because I don't want agents to go take cell phone pictures of their listings because they want to save money. Um, sign removal, signpost um, installation, uh, a transaction coordinator on the partner right. model, you get that automatically. Um, and then a listing coordinator who inputs your listings into MLS and then updates it when it goes under contract, those kind of things. Excellent. And the partner model, what's the splits? So if you are a newer agent, so if you've done less than $2 million in production, it's 60-40. When you 60, get to $3 million, 60, 60 to the to the agent, 40 yeah. to us. And when you get to $3 million in close production, with us, then we renegotiate your personal split. So that is for anything personal. And then team leads is 50-50 always. Right. And when you say team leads, so what's your spend? Or I, I don't even know the dollars, but, but about how many leads? You just pump them into a pond? Do they get them individually? How do the agents get the leads? So that has been something that we haven't perfected at all. So the way that it happens now is the leads come into me mm-hmm. and I distribute I distribute them. Um, we tried the pond 
but we set up rules and then nobody was doing the rules of the pond in KB Pores. So, and I just needed people to answer the phone. So the way that it happens right now, and hopefully we'll come up with a better solution is the leads come into me, whether they are from any, whether they come from my direct marketing, my website, uh, Ojo or OpCity or those sources that we use. They come to me and I distribute them to the team in order to get a team lead. There are certain things you need to be able to, first of all, you have to not be um, past due on any monthly invoices. You have to have gone through our training. You have to have done, if you're a newer agent, a CMA and a mock offer, at least in order to be able to receive the team leads. Great. And then do you turn them off if they're not, do you have team meetings? Do you have anything else in the partner model that they have to, well, first of all, do you have team meetings? We do. Partners? And how often? We have them every Wednesday. So every week we have a team meeting, but we also have Monday afternoons. We have a new agent huddle. So that Mm -hmm. is for anyone who is new to the industry has been with us less than 60 days. And it's like, it goes on a rotating basis. So one week we'll talk about buyer leads. The other we'll talk about how to do internet leads. The other, Mm -hmm. how to answer those Um, buyer consultations, listing all those things. So it goes, it rotates, um, Tuesdays, we have power hour in the mornings. It's Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. And it's kind of like a check-in accountability. We talk about, we get on, we do it on Zoom, Google Meet, and we talk about our wins for the week and a lesson that we've learned. So we go around the room. And then depending on what comes up in in those conversations, we'll delve a little bit deeper into that. Wednesdays are team trainings. And that is Zoom and in-person. So it's simultaneous. Sometimes we'll plug into the like company-wide trainings. If I know there's like a really good agent or a broker doing a the training. First class training, you mean? Mm-hmm. Like and the- then Thursday. So we have stuff almost every day. Thursdays, we have something called Level Up. And that is for a real accountability program where you turn in, you have goal sheets, you turn your goal sheets in. There's, It's always like some sort of sales motivational and sales course. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm available via Calendly. You can, you, or you can come in and talk to me yeah. at any time. So we That's have a awesome. lot of training. We have, yeah. a, we have a video training series when you first train. So that's yeah, dynamite. It's so funny that we, we have a three month challenge called the level up 90 day oh. challenge. <laughs> so funny that you have that. And it's the exact same thing. It's, it really is. It's the principles of having your business from wherever it is expand. I, we're going to talk offline about it. Cause I just think it's, I'd love to pick your brain about it. And, but that thing yeah, about accountability is, is fabulous. And it's all, that's all included in the partner model. Yes. All of right. that is included. Yeah. And then uh, once yep. they hit 3 million in a year, they start to renegotiate their split with you. It's not in a year. I 3 million total. Three million total because it could take you a month. It could take you two years. We have a lot of agents that are part-time agents. The way that I see it is that I am willing to give you a higher split because I'm going to be doing less work, right? Like you're going to be at 3 million. You would have gone through a few ups and downs in real estate. You would have gone through a couple of things where you know what to do. And I am more hands-off. I could be more, you know, role of like, how can we get you to grow, but not in the nitty gritty. So that's great. Also pretty, that's just great. Great idea. And then the hundred percent model, what the entrepreneur model. So entrepreneur model is our hundred percent model. So that one is you do pay the monthly agent fee like everybody else. You, um, and I, I forgot to mention that also gives you access to our office. We are in a shared co-working space, which 
I would say if you're a team leader, if you're a broker, it's great because the rent is minimal compared to everything that you get. Uh, and so the, our agents are able to use all of the common spaces. And so it's great for meetings, for them coming to meet their own clients, for them coming to take classes, even online. So anyway, like allegiance so, or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And what else? And so, so it's the monthly fee and then they pay uh, a transaction fee based on the amount closed. So if it's zero to $500,000, it's a 495 transaction fee. If it's 501 to a million, it's a thousand, anything over a million, it's $3,000. Now we also charge $40 ENO insurance on both models for every closing. And then on the partner model, there is a transaction fee of $295 right now. On that end, there's no transaction fee. When you're an entrepreneur, you can also pay to have our transaction coordinator if you want us to install the signs. But we we do that a la carte. So everything is kind of a la carte with the entrepreneur model. Great. And so what's the advantage to the to you to for you know to your franchise to having a hundred percent agents to having the entrepreneur model in there. Why would you do that? The advantage to me is that it is hands-off, a lot of hands-off on my end. It's producing agents. It's agents who produce or agents who want to have a team and are building a team. So for me- So a producing agent gets a team. Mm -hmm. Are the agents on that team- contribute. I just don't see how they're contributing to your bottom line. How do you make any money? Off they of get, <laughs> well, it's not, obviously we make more when you are a partner agent. Totally. Obviously a hundred percent. But if we had a person that had a 10 person team and did 10 closings a month with their team, we're not training, we're not doing it. I'm not doing anything. Uh, yeah, you're not doing anything. That's just free. That's just extra money that's coming into our brokerage. We also, the, the purpose of having that also is because we don't want our agents to leave once they're ready to go to the next level. So we don't want them to get all the training all right. the stuff from us and then be like, well, I can do this on my own. Bye. Well, just, it, and you're talking about the money that's a thousand dollars from the, from the agents, from their fee. And then whatever little bit. And then whatever they close. Uh, and, yeah. and then the closing piece. Okay, and good. Then the yeah, the and then out. you get that many more signs in town. I get, yeah, more advertising, more yeah. things and less work on my end. So the, the point is to retain the agents that are, you know, not everyone stays in the partner model. Not everyone makes it in real estate, as we all know. But the ones that do, I don't want them to leave. I want them to stay with me and I want to be able to, that's what I, I really love being able to teach them to do what I did. I feel like I did it in a short amount of time, but I've learned a lot of stuff. So I used to think I had to wait like 20 years to be an agent in order to open up a brokerage right. because I thought like I needed all of the Like I had to know all these people, but turns out I don't need it. Uh, I didn't need that those many years. So yeah. the point of the entrepreneur model is that it's to incubate the future team leaders and basically to have uh, not only future team leaders, but future brokerage owners that I can partner up with and help open up brokerages. So it's great. Yeah. And then they get the franchise out from you. Right. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, that all makes sense. That's great. It's really well thought out, Nadia. And so that's just an amazing entrepreneurial journey that all seems to have worked out. What are the biggest, you know, where have you had breakdowns? Where have you, you know, what would you learn along the along this path? Because this is, you know, that's a baller path you're on. I think the biggest has to be with help, like hiring staff. 
that has been probably the biggest challenge I've faced because I am very, I love systems. I love a good checklist and I have checklists for everything and systems. And I feel like I'm so organized or I try to be so organized when it comes to that. And I feel like I'm so clear in my expectations and instructions, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not because we've we've just gone through a couple of staff um, changes and it's a struggle whether really do I hire someone who is very green, who I will probably not have to pay as much, but I will have to pour a lot into and then they could leave at any time, really, truly, they could leave at any time and then start over. Or do I hire someone that's more, has a little bit more experience, is going to require a little bit more of a salary? expect more of a salary, but they also come with whatever they come with, their baggage from other places, unlearning, learning. So it that has been, I think, the biggest struggle. Like, am I ready to hire somebody? How do I know if I'm ready to hire someone? Do I have enough money? How much money do I have in, to pay this person? And what happens if they don't work out? Basically, it's just like when you pay for leads and then none of those leads convert, you're just kind of throwing stuff away. So that I think has been the hardest part of this. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, that's I, I, again super common. That's a, that's always the big question. Is you know that's why the saying "good help is hard to find" exists because good help is hard to find, and to know the right person and to find the right fit and to, to keep the that staff around is. I mean, I know we just got a. He was a what do you call it? Uh, KW. Who are the people that train the agents? Uh, productivity yes. coach. Oh, productivity. Yeah, yeah, he was a productivity coach for KW for a long time, and he came over to our team and he's just a godsend, you know, he's just so good with the team. And, you know, you find people like that and you're like, don't leave me. Don't leave I, me. I know. Don't leave me. What can I do? Exactly. Yeah. What do I need to do? So it's always, it is always the big, the big question for people. And then if you were going to, you know, someone comes to you and they say, listen, I'm about, I, I, I love your path. I love what you, what you built. What's, where should I start? What's the first, where should I start in terms of building my team and attracting other agents? Where do people start? I think really starts in you making the decision to do it because mm-hmm. I made that decision before I was all of 2020. I was toying around with it. Like I should get a team. I should, but I was like, I don't know what to do. Where am I going to find people? I don't know anybody who's going to mm-hmm. want to join my team. Like I'm brand yeah. new. There's a million brokerages. Right. But when I made the decision, I was like, I made the decision. I'm going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I think number one, it starts with really making the decision that you're going to do it because you want to get out of production. I feel like you have to know that you need to get out of production as quickly as possible in order to be able to grow the team and do all of the other things that it entails. I cannot imagine showing property while doing everything that I'm doing. Like It would just drive me insane. And the whole reason I started this was so that I would have more time on the weekends with my family and have, you know, be home every single night for dinner, which happens now. So um, I think that's the number one thing, but really when you're starting to build a team and you are recruiting, I don't know, for lack of a better word, is that you also don't know, at least I didn't know who was going to be good and who wasn't going to be good. Mm -hmm. Some people who came in and I thought they were going to be superstars, they weren't. And then other people came in and surprised me. So you have to, it's, the onboarding process of new agents, I think is constant because you also have to learn not to get too emotionally attached to like your first group that comes in with you, because those people are not going to be the same group that's going to be there a year later. And so I think if you 
gosh, I don't want to sound like harsh, but you can love people. And I love everyone on my team, but I always know that there's a possibility that they're going to leave me. They're not going to stay with me forever. And so I am not building my business, relying on certain people. I can't. So you can't rely when you're, when you're going to do this, we're going to be a team leader. It's not really the person you have to have the processes, the culture, the everything in place so that anyone can come in, basically anyone can come in and do it. And people will, they'll rotate in, they'll, they'll come out, they'll leave, they'll come back. So yeah, that's great. It's really great advice. And everything that you're saying resonates with all the other, you know, it's a through thread through the conversations from team leaders is just that, that world of, look, you got to figure it out in your market. You got to be committed, but not attached who you're hiring, you know, committed to them. But, you know, if they're not going to make it, they're not going to make it, you know? There's Um, only so much, you know, I think we all probably do this. And especially at the beginning, like you really want it more for them and you know what's possible, but you just can't, you can't force them to make them do it. it. You can't want it more than they want it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, tell me the last question I always like to wrap with is what are you reading? What should we read? What's a book recommendation? Oh gosh. Okay. So I am rereading the seven levels of communication by Michael Michael Mayer. Excellent. Oh, Mayer. Okay. I say Mar. Um, Okay. It could be, I don't know. I don't know him personally. So I don't know. I've only read the name on the book cover. So very cool. Uh, Yeah. We're doing a book club discussion in a couple of weeks. So I'm just rereading it. And then I'm reading another book that's called we've got mojo, but I don't know if it's an a published book. I went to this, <laughs> I think it is. I went to this conference and this, this gentleman, Dr. Raul Deju, he's an entrepreneur. He basically is mentoring me and a couple of other people. He's not in the real estate field at all, but he wrote this book and it's about his, he calls it about his 10 BFFs who are business people and kind of like their story, what worked for them, the mojo, like why they have mojo and the type of mojo that they have that has gotten them through unsuccessfully. So I'm also reading that. That's excellent. I know we can look for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> fabulous, Nadia. Well, I just really do appreciate you taking the time out and sharing what's working, what hasn't worked so that other people that are other agents that are out there that are looking to start a team, looking to build their team, looking to grow their brokerage, have the insights and the, you know can learn from what you did. So thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope really that it was helpful. And I'm kind of glad to hear that you say like some of the things I'm saying resonate because sometimes when you're doing this, you're just in a zone. You're not, and you have no idea. I put blinders on. I have no that's idea. Why I, that's doing. literally why I made the podcast. Cause we're making, we have a team out here and I'm, and I'm constantly thinking, is this the right way to do this? Right. Do we have the right splits? Maybe if we had different splits, maybe we're not. I should talk to other agents. And I thought, well, there's probably other agents that have that exact experience. So I just, that's exactly why we do this. So perfect. Yeah. I Bye. love being on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast, brought to you by Christine and Company and EXP Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.